Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, it's Dave from Real, and welcome to the Property Pulse podcast. In this podcast, we aim to bring you helpful hints and tips that help you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. And in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the state of the market globally. There are some consistencies and some patterns that are playing out across uh, into the international economy right now. And one of the commonalities within all of the nations of the Western world is a very vibrant real estate market where demand is outstripping supply. Um, we're actually seeing this as an effect uh, across uh, the electronics world uh, where parts and supply chains are breaking down and still haven't yet recovered uh, as a result of the COVID restrictions and shutdowns of the last 12 or so months. So we find ourselves in a, an interesting predicament where uh, for the first time, almost all of the real estate markets of the world are roughly in alignment where uh, there are plentiful buyers, record prices being achieved, high attendances at open inspections and multiple offers um, on the table. And as I said, this is a phenomenon that affects all real estate markets. Um, Rob, Robbie Kabaz uh, has been commenting over recent weeks and offering tips on his Instagram page. Now, Robbie's a real estate agent in Michigan in um, uh, Point Huron. I hope I've got that right, Robbie. Um, but uh, he's um, often sharing helpful hints and tips to his clients about um, how it is that um, they should be negotiating the waters of multiple office situations and positioning buyers uh, in such a way to um, uh, strengthen their offers in the light of um, likely competition. And th this just demonstrates um, to the degree that buyers and sellers are experiencing very, very similar uh, conditions regardless of where they may be. And so this pattern is likely to play out still for some time. Um, most marketplaces around the world are trading between 35 and 50% less stock on the market, less transactional activity. And this is uh, having the effect that high attendances are occurring early on. Now, I am seeing some cracks emerge in the real estate market at the moment. Now, one of those little telltale signs is that the pool of buyers is quite shallow, but the tide comes in very quickly. So meaning that when we release a property to market, um, it's not unusual to have 30, 40, 50 groups in attendance in that first open inspection. But the follow-up open inspection held midweek, which is a strategy that we deploy on almost all of our new listings, um, isn't always as well attended as that first open. Um, so we're finding that those ones that are really busy, the attendances at the second one aren't quite there. Um, but um, and, and then by the third and fourth inspection, um, numbers are settling down into a familiar pattern. So meaning that the tide's there and early on and home sellers need to make the most of those early days on market where the competition is going to invariably bear out better than uh, what would typically be a market price for that property. Um, and certainly more than what the property would have been worth just a few short months ago. So uh, the lesson here is that home sellers uh, do need to uh, do all that they can to best present their property for sale. If people are going to pay a premium, they don't want 
to feel like they're having to spend much money on the home after they moved in. So they want to see a fresh lick of paint on the walls, fresh floor coverings. They want to ensure that you know the bench tops don't need attention straight away and the appliances are all in good working order. So if any of those things within your property, if you're thinking of coming to market in the not too distant future, are going to let your property down then I would say that the additional funds that you may invest in order to bring those uh, items up to spec will uh, more than be returned in the level of competition you're going to receive but if you don't attend to those things you will find that uh, you will still enjoy competition the pricing mightn't be all that it could be um, the um, so it is really a matter for you to determine if you're in that financial situation where you have the capacity to uh, invest and I do understand not everybody's in that situation but everybody can make their home a little more like a white Camry and for very little investment and when I say that it's like I, I don't know anybody who ever aspires to own a white Toyota Camry but I tell you what Toyota sell millions of the things and why because they, they just don't offend anyone so if you your property has an Achilles heel or there's a level uh, of presentation that could be bettered with a lick of paint. Um, something as basic as a lick of paint can be transformative to a room um, and uh, can, I shouldn't say cover up a myriad of defects, but they certainly lessen the impact on the eye of um, defects. And as I said, that's making the home less offensive. It's removing perhaps a, an initial um, reason why somebody would want to negotiate uh, harder and earlier. Um, it uh, also will help people, your buyers, become more emotionally engaged with the property. And we do know that emotion as an energy has a very little intelligence attached to it. So we want to keep people in an emotional state when negotiating, not being too rational about uh, the decision or the determination they're about to make with respect to the property. So heightening people's emotional connection by removing points of objection as they walk around the home is really a recipe for selling success. Um, buyers, it, it is a tough marketplace and I am suggesting to people that um, there are some cracks emerging as I alluded to previously. Now that is because although we're having record attendances, although we're having uh, huge amounts of people through the property early on in the campaign, the numbers dissipate quickly and the gap between first and second place in the negotiation is often tens of thousands of dollars as buyers frustrated and now desperate to secure a property will do whatever it takes not to miss out and often that means paying an, an out and out premium in order to secure a property that they um, need to have secured otherwise they could well be homeless and homelessness is a great motivator from a buyer's perspective that's for sure so we are, we are seeing people that are finding their opportunities dwindle before their eyes they're missing out on several properties before they're securing the one and those are the buyers that are most likely to pay a premium price so um, what buyers should be perhaps looking at doing is um, ensuring that uh, they are in a good position to secure a home that 
uh, does require a bit of work. I, I think there's great advantages to that. Um, why pay for somebody else's um, prettying up when they've invested very little and they're getting a multiple as a result of that? Um, albeit these properties are getting harder and harder to find as uh, vendors and agents alike becoming increasingly savvy about uh, refurbishing in order to sell and achieve a premium. And with uh, this effervescent marketplace, the uh, the gains for a, a vendor are inarguable and most vendors take the punt and make the investment. But if you do see something that, that looks really tired and needs lots of work, um, in a lot of suburbs, that probably means that you're fighting it out with a developer. And unless the land banking, developers are usually reticent to pay uh, too much for a property. Um, and you, if you were to undertake the works, there's perhaps a greater margin for you to be had as opposed to a developer uh, who would need to uh, perhaps demolish um, and uh, subdivide and then bring the properties to market in order to make that margin. And the chances are, given how buoyant the market is right now, those margins um, are going to be hard to achieve if there's a softening in conditions anytime soon. So uh, my advice to buyers is be prepared. Um, look at property that might necessarily be everything that you want right now, but if you can buy it well and add value yourself, um, then uh, this is a great way to insulate yourself against a market that may find itself in decline as more properties come to market and stock levels start to normalize once again. I'm Dave from Real. Uh, I'll look forward to bringing you bi-weekly updates on the real estate trends that are affecting not just the real estate market locally, nationally, but of course, uh, we'll touch on international matters as we've had today. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to my newsletter. You can do that by emailing my team on daves at realagents.properties, that's I-E-S, that's D-A-V-E-S at R-E-A-L-A-G-E-N-T-S dot properties with an I-E-S at the end. Uh, you can email my team there. We'll get you on the list so you'll get uh, all of the latest first, as well as uh, very interesting insights and exclusive content. Um, please already, uh, all, all, um, sorry, please um, make your way over to davestockbridge.com.au. Uh, there you'll find a back catalogue of over 150 podcasts, 300 blogs, and more of the helpful hints and tips that we know are making a difference in the lives of everyday people, not just here, but around the world. I'm Dave from Real, and I look forward to bringing you more next time. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Property Pulse podcast. We've now had over 15,000 downloads from people from all around the world. I want to thank everybody who has tuned in. And if you have and you've enjoyed the content, then please, you know you've found a home here on the podcast. Subscribe away to ensure that you're receiving notifications of all future episodes. I'm Dave Stockbridge and I look forward to bringing you more next time.